I came into the world listening. Other people came in noticing visually or mm -hmm. touching things and the, and the tactile. This is why there are sculptors, right? Visual artists. Um, and some of us just were innately oriented towards the sound of the world. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. This is the second part of my interview with Michael Jolly. Uh, you had also mentioned, and uh, this is maybe going away from now, <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you about microphones because I know that uh -huh. you really love microphones yeah. and I wanted to yeah. ask you cuz we were actually just talking about this right before we started, what microphone do you like best and why? Or or do you have certain microphones you use for certain reasons? I, I don't know if you have children, but I do. I have three daughters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you which is. I don't have a favorite. Okay, uh, I see. I um, see. Yes. But there are some. Um, there are some microphones uh, that are iconic, and that these microphones have become associated with uh, with certain usages. Okay. Uh, in the podcast realm, or well, before podcasting, uh, in the broadcast radio. Let's say radio broadcast realm. Probably two of the most well known and most ever heard microphones are the Shure SM7 dynamic microphone, cardioid dynamic microphone, and then the EV, Electro Voice, RE20, uh, also a dynamic microphone, but has a unique feature in that when you work the microphone really, really closely, the, the, the proximity effect, that is the bass buildup, is not as pronounced as in the Shure microphone. So you can really work the RE20 very close uh, without getting too much bass buildup. And and these were important features um, when these mics were originally developed because um, earlier radio consoles didn't have a lot in the way of um, equal uh, tone controls equalizers on the on the console, and in the same way that when uh, Georg Neumann started developing uh, condenser microphones in the late '30s, uh, his uh, iconic M7 capsule. Uh, that, that found its way into the uh, Neumann U47. Um, That's a beautiful mic. Has, <laughs> yeah, it's sure. It, visually, oh my God, visually, yeah. uh, the sound of it, it's just remarkable. Uh, so he built into that capsule um, an upper mid-range, mid well, it's, it's a mid-range lift centered around uh, uh, about 2.5 kilohertz, mm -hmm. maybe about a 3 dB lift. Uh, upper mid range, and what that does is is it gives uh, it helps with um, articulation and presence, um, and you get more of the vocal cord uh, clashing sound. Uh, so so it's uh, and and the and then the the evolution of that capsule then came down to us through the U sixty seven tube microphone, and then came the most recorded microphone in the history of the world. Uh, Neumann U87. Yes. Tra yeah. Transistorized transistorized microphone, and that which has now spawned a range of transformerless uh, 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 transistor microphones like the uh, TLM uh, 103 
that you have. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very popular. And the popular. 102 that the you 102 have. Yeah. That I have. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and that's a tip. That's a secret tip, boys and girls, recordists. Mm. Uh, the 102, eight only. I think it's only about an $800 mic as opposed to the 103, which is about 1300 something like that. And, it depends uh, on where you get it, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, but you know, so so Neumann introduced this lower cost. Uh, you know, seeing the down market trend with the emergence of of Chinese microphones, actually pretty decent sounding Chinese microphones, um, mm -hmm. decided to we need to own a piece of that uh, more entry level market. <laughs> of course they do. Yes, and and, and that's an interesting. Gosh, and talk about branding. That's really interesting. How Neumann, um, I think pretty successfully um, traversed the, the, the emerging challenges to, to, to hit a semi-pro audience and, the, and then a, a podcasting audience with products that would um, be reflective of the brand quality, not erode the, 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 the brand positioning of the professional products or the heritage microphones, but also encourage new users it's you know what it's like it's like this it's like the mercedes-benz c-class right looks like oh. a to looks like a toyota right, <laughs> right? mercedes-benz yeah. looks like a Cor it looks like an old corolla but they get people into the mercedes-benz uh family and uh and i think neumann has done something very similar with wow i can get a neumann for eight hundred dollars seven hundred fifty dollars well, i'll start yeah. there that's a nice um, mic it is it a is. nice mic. Yeah, I I wanted to ask you also just a little bit because um, I I know that you've you've mentioned a lot of really nice iconic microphones, but what do you think the environment that you're recording in plays in how well those microphones sound? Oh gosh, it's the first thing. You know, well, this is when you go to the. That's why I wanted you, to ask you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, well, the voice is the first, right? So just be true well, to yourself and take care of the voice. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the room, you know, I used to be a denizen of all these, uh, the online uh, forums like Gear Sluts, um, Home Recording, um, sure. all those things. And, uh, you know, and the question comes up, what's the best mic for such and such, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's just not as interesting a question because y you can't just go buy a room. Yeah. Well, you can buy room treatments, but then you got to know how to use it, uh, install them. But the room... Well, let me let me frame this this yeah. way. What would you suggest that people do to their recording environment on a budget, mm -hmm. you know, that they could get away with that would help enhance the sound of their microphone, whatever yeah. that microphone happens to be? OK, are we talking about um, voice uh, podcasting or music recording or? Well, I know that um, well, let's start with voice and, and podcasting mm -hmm. and maybe even voiceover. But I mean, singing, yeah. you want a little more room tone, Absolutely. right? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 OK, so so that's a special case. So let's just take this um, sure. uh, the voiceover podcasting um, announcing. What we're trying to achieve here is is to communicate to people through uh, a voice, and and people love the intimacy of the audio medium. You know, the the person it sounds like the person's in your kitchen with you, or in your mm -hmm. in your head, or your headphones. And one of the ways that we can ensure that, or enhance that intimacy, is by having a recording environment in which. There's almost all of the sound that reaches the microphone is direct, what we would call direct sound. That is from the voice 
to the microphone and almost no reflected sound. So the, the, the big difference would be if you walk into the bathroom compared to your living room. There's a huge difference, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the difference between a lot of reflected sound in the case of the bathroom and then uh, in a normal living environment, uh, far less reflected sound, more direct sound. Uh, so how you can achieve that is you would use, um, oh, the classic is uh, recommendation is you have a, a big closet and that you space the clothes out on their hangers. Um, and then uh, speak into the closet, um, and that's going to absorb a lot of the reflected sound that would be happening right outside in the bedroom or wherever this closet is located. Uh, so that's one way, and you don't even have to buy anything. So just working in a, in a closet like that can, can accomplish that. Now, the downside of that is that a, a small room like that can have um, what we would call standing wave reflections and can and, and can become somewhat boxy sounding yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah because the clothes don't do much to attenuate the buildup the low frequency buildup so so if you can don't work in a corner don't don't speak in a corner don't have the microphone in a corner I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff these days, so I particularly wanted to acknowledge those that have taken the time to leave honest reviews of this podcast, like Pamela Muldoon, who says, audio as part of your marketing strategy. I could not agree more with Jody's assessment that audio branding is the hidden gem of marketing. Now more than ever, how your brand sounds is becoming just as important as it looks and feels. The short, succinct episodes of this podcast, and I think she's referring to my solo episodes, are filled with nuggets, easy to listen to, that voice, thank you very much, and are perfect for binging. Nice work, Jody. Well, thank you, Pamela. It means a lot to me that you're getting some good information here. Thanks again for the review. And now, back to the show. You know, one really fairly inexpensive way to go about acoustically treating something like a a walk-in closet or a portion of a room is to use um, uh, the least expensive material that I found is um, the um, the furniture wrapping blankets available at U-Haul. Oh, okay. So moving blankets. Yeah, moving blankets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and these are not the quilted ones. The quilted ones are awesome, but those yeah. are really expensive. But the, these are the thin ones. Well, they can ones. be, but they're a lot less expensive than buying a booth, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. These, um, these U-Haul uh, blankets are made from, I think, recycled denim. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and there's a binder in there, so you have to open these things up and let them outside on the on the old, on your clothesline for a while to get the let them out gas get the binder out before you go mm. stick your head in a closet with all these things but they're fairly <laughs> they're fairly inexpensive blankets and especially if you um you treat them like um, theatrical drapes and 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 put them on a rod and let them and create some deep gathers you know some deep oh, uh, okay so no some, uniform you know, like it's all it's all crinkled up and yeah. Yeah. So if you okay. can picture uh, theatrical drapes that have these deep vertical wells between uh, between folds, uh, that's really a powerful absorption, uh, and it and it and it absorbs uh, down to maybe the three hundred hertz range. So you're you're getting well down into the voice lower voice range, and then if you space these things off the wall. And do a double layer of them. Now you've really got something that um, would sound nearly pro, uh, certainly in the in the vo voice range. 
for most people. What a cool idea. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. When I first started, I actually put moving blankets on grommets and hung um, curtain rods yeah. around Perfect. me in like exactly. a square. Exactly. Yeah. And it worked work for really you? well. It mm-hmm. actually worked really well. I mean, it wasn't soundproof by any means. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but, no. But it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like a lot you can do to just make yourself a little space. And if it's on curtain rods and stuff, you can push it back when you don't need it, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. And now, and now they have these, um, you know, these uh, reflection control devices that mount on a, um, a mic stand, like, like oh. kind of like a curved. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had one of those when I started out too. The yeah. SE reflection screen, yeah. yeah reflection. They, <laughs> that they was work, heavy. <laughs> mm-hmm. They, they work, uh, you know, moderately well in the upper mid range. Uh, they don't offer any any reflection control in uh, uh, in the base range of either your voice or my voice. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where you um, you could get some boominess, but. Here's where the microphone comes into play. If you use a microphone like a Shure SM7, which has a tremendous bass boost, you know, when you mm. work that microphone really, really close, you get a big, big boost in the bass. Well, if you have a channel strip or a preamp or uh, whatever you've, or, or your interface, uh, hopefully somewhere along that signal chain, there'll be um, what's called a high pass filter. It's either called a high pass or a low yes. cut. So yeah. engage, yeah, engage Takes that, out low, that low rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then when you work the microphone really closely, you'll need to restore the natural timbre balance of the voice by attenuating some of that low frequency buildup. Now the Shure SM7 on the back of that thing, there's actually a low cut filter on that. There's, there's two filters on on the back of the Shure SM7. There's a low cut filter, and then there's an upper mid range boost. And when you engage both of those, you get a more present radio-like sound. And then when you work a dynamic mic really closely, that's going to go a long way towards uh, not picking up the offending dog barks and traffic noises and everything like uh, that's out there. Uh, yes. Um, but you've got to deal with the um, the effect of the, 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 prox- the bass boost that comes from the proximity effect. What would be the best way for someone to keep from popping their peas? <laughs> Because that is my pet peeve when it comes to podcasting. Let me yeah, just say. Only, only, <laughs> by, by practicing this sentence, she sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> not oh, using really? It. Okay. Now, use, here's a way that the Beatles used to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to, whenever there was a pea, they would pass their hand in front of their mouth as the pea was uh, being sung. Yeah. You know what? If you like put your finger up like a shh motion, motion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that actually will cut it down too. Because yeah, it, it, it spreads the the air. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I think that there's another trick that they used to use uh, by taping a pencil yes. uh, to the front of the microphone. The now, pencil I mean, trick. Yeah. Yeah. That one. And then, uh, you know, pop filters. And there's, there's two basic types. One is the foam type pop filter and the other mm-hmm. is a, a, a double mesh, like a nylon double mesh. Uh, but but microphone positioning, you know, you can yeah. you can still get really good sound by just having the microphone up and to the right or the left, aimed yep. down at your mouth about maybe six inches away. And, um, and right now, you... my my Sennheiser four sixteen is aimed at the corner of my mouth, mm-hmm. so I'm not popping because no. I'm the air is going is mm-hmm. going like diagonally almost across it. It's yeah. not it's not going directly into it. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, please. Podcasters, please. <laughs> and, and we can see please your listen. and we can see your pretty faces better too. You know, 
Yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> you yes. know, when you when you when you look at when you look at um, what's his name, the uh, who's got the the video podcast? Who's got big name? Oh, talent? Joe Rogan or not Joe Rogan, but the British guy in recovery. Um, oh, I I don't know. Uh, 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 Brand. Um, not Stuart Brand. Stuart Brand was the e her whole earth. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's he's a very handsome guy, and you know you like to be able to see more of his face and not have him behind <laughs> the microphone in front of everything. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So Mike, Mike, position to uh, to avoid pops, and and you can do, and of course, then you can do that better if the room is helping you out. Yes. A little bit more. If the room is not too reflective, so you can get a little bit more distance from the, from the mic and not have to be right on top of it. But if you do have to be right on top of it because you're um, a quiet speaker or um, you really want to try to get more direct sound, you know, raise the signal to noise ratio. That is, get the voice to be presenting to the microphone louder than the background noise. Um, um, you can get really close to the mic, but really try to angle your your head um, away, forty five degrees away, say ninety degrees, oh, not forty five, away from the microphone. Yeah, that's uh, really good advice, and and uh, yeah, this is a good thing for people to hear. Also, that they can sound treat their environment without spending an arm and a leg. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. yeah. You should do it. If you can do it, you should do it, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. You know, one way it's really convincing is take uh, take the uh, the voice memo recorder on your phone mm -hmm. and then um, go into the bathroom and say, she sells seashells. Hello, hello, you know, in the bathroom. Yeah. And then do the same thing in a, in a closet. Yeah. Oh, and there's a huge difference. That will convince you. Yeah. Well, in my 5x4 booth here, which is sound-treated, you can definitely hear that it, there's a lot of a, a lot less room noise. Let's say mm -hmm. it's it's more what they call dead, yeah. and I guess uh, the the point being that the presence of the voice is more uh, upfront, and that there's less coloring it so that producers on the other end can add whatever they want to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so those podcasters who are paying an editor your editor will be able to do a much better job for you <laughs> mm, if there is mm -hmm. less room noise and they don't have to fiddle with, you know, other noises. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it can, it can help. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate your uh, information there because I think a lot of people will benefit from hearing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, I've had so many like home studios. Like, oh, yeah. This this one's going to be better than the last one, I hope. <laughs> I'm sure that it will be. I am sure that it will be. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website, and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. 
So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. I wanted to ask you, we're getting towards the end of this, but I just wanted to ask you, just in general, why you think sound is important. What do you think of when someone asks you a question like that? <laughs> the, f- the first thing I think of is I want to hear. I'm going to be. I want to hear nothing for a moment to, to, to well, allow, to allow you know the, a, a true answer to to emerge. Why? Well, is, also sound and peace. Like, why do you yeah. think sound and the lack of sound is important? Hmm. Well, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm on a bit of a, for the past few years, a bit of a truth kick. Truth is good. And um, yeah, truth is good. And truth is, you know, what is true is um, relaxing and peaceful. And um, sound, I think sound is a, is a doorway uh, that can help us experience truth. Uh, it, can also, and it can also be used uh, to... Um, as a vehicle to, to deliver uh, lies and discord and chaos. Mm. So that's how powerful it is. I mean, this is, this is something that was known from the time of Nazi Germany that, you know, there was a minister of information who used these same um, microphones from Georg Neumann as propaganda instruments. So um, those of us involved with, uh, with sound uh, uh, production and recording have a lot of power at our, at our, are within voice range. Um, there's, I think, a great deal of responsibility there. Yes, very much. Yeah. Um, gosh, and it's, gosh, it's really pleasant. I mean, it's, you know, I just came in, I came into the world listening. Other people came in noticing visually or mm-hmm. touching things and the, and the tactile. This is why there are sculptors, right? Visual artists. Um, and some of us just were innately oriented towards the sound of the world i don't know why that is Uh, yeah different different people have different i don't know triggers what would you call it (laughs) yeah yeah um Um, yeah there's there's all sorts of reasons i'm sure uh probably having to do with the sounds that you might have heard maybe while you were in your mother's womb or you know was that important? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many things that can go into that. But you're right. We're all different. So and one thing that just just occurred to me as you were asking the mm-hmm. question is that sounds can we hear sound in a, in the in the microsecond in the millisecond. Sound mm-hmm. is always arising and changing and falling away from word to word. You know, we we have um, we have a, a word arise. There's a space between words. There's a pause at, at the end of a sentence. So there's some truth in that, and that gets back to this sort of three minute life cycle that we were talking about: the emergence yeah. of forms and returning to, to nothing. And Sense it's being, from chaos. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it's happening. It's happening in the present moment. Now, a, a, a visual work, a painting or a sculpture, these things are fixed in form. Mm-hmm. And they're not changing as I mean, eventually over millions of years they'll change, right? But but you know, over the span of a lifetime, they're not really they're not changing. Um, but sound is dynamic and always changing. And I think that we connect to this, and we know something about ourselves and the way that the world is constructed, that it's a dynamic, it's a dynamic place. Mm-hmm. 
the impermanence of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you see healing going when it comes to sound? Like, what what's the future of sound healing? I I think it's going to move into buildings. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, through uh, the internet of the internet of things. That's a mm-hmm. you know technology area where the internet is going to be in your toaster and refrigerator and other yep. objects that you, that you use, and and also uh, the emerging um, field of uh, well buildings. Now, I'm I'm here in uh, in Tampa, Florida, and there's a new neighborhood being built on the site of former um, empty lots, parking lots, and this is the first uh, well. A W-E-L-L, well-certified neighborhood in the world. Um, all the buildings... What, is, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 not only the buildings, but the streetscape meets an international standard for air quality and noise, oh. um, access to uh, uh, water, um, uh, quietness. Um, uh, yes, all of these dimensions are of, of, of human that are recognized as being important to human wellness, including sound, um, are being built into, are, are, are part of the architectural specifications of the buildings and also the streetscape. Um, the roofs the roofs are no longer going to be populated in, in this neighborhood, won't have huge, noisy, heat-producing compressors, uh, air-conditioning compressors. There'll, there'll be um, green spaces and outdoor, oh. out, you know, um, skyscraper uh, outdoor spaces uh, on top okay. of these buildings. So, uh, so I see, so I know that that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why I moved to Tampa. One, to be a part of a business accelerator here, but also to have a, a closer proximity to um, this ground, literally groundbreaking um, approach to well buildings. Uh, and I think that that's going to be replicated in, in a lot more new projects that will see uh, sound being considered more seriously as a as a healing modality or a health a wellness modality in the building itself in the same way that that light has been privileged in this way for a long time but yes. not sound yeah yeah well i love that i love that they're forward thinking in that way that's fantastic um what are you working on now and and how would people find out more information about you Mm-hmm. Um, they can go to our website, and it's called Now by Solu, uh, N-O-W-B-Y, Solu. Yes, I didn't realize That's... I was making a pun there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone, I know. Someone said to me, oh, dude, you uh, you got some uh, uh, subliminal uh, messaging in there. Yeah, go, <laughs> so true. I know. Go like buy, every second word. <laughs> go buy the Now. <laughs> Uh, oh boy! Yeah, now now by solo is where people can follow us uh, on the website anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And that, what am I working on? Yeah, this uh, this line extension of you know we did the hard thing first. We we uh, we did this hardware product, sure. And now we're doing um, the extension pivot to a software as a service. So that'll be a streaming and a downloadable experience. And because I want to help people, uh, you know, with the technology that they carry in their pockets and. Mm-hmm. meeting spaces and um, now tone therapy will remain uh, for us the, the gold standard of uh, of an object that can be held and and you can feel the vibrations in your hand yeah but uh, you know the idea that uh, wow if you're anxious and you're going into a meeting that you could uh, hit um, uh, the solo button on your phone and get one minute of centering uh, that would be nice yeah I, I yeah. think it would be really powerful. So that's that's what uh, that's what I'm working on. I'm really excited about. 
Well, I am so looking forward to experiencing that when you're ready to share it. Uh, I really appreciate your letting us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll uh, you'll be one of the first to know. That it's, I that hope it's available. so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. This has been really enlightening and interesting and and everything. <laughs> yeah. Jo well, uh, Jody, thank you for doing what you're doing, you know, and bringing, uh, bringing a focus to, to sound um, and listening and people working in sound. And uh, it's just a wonderful work that you're doing. So thank you for, for what you're doing. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.